Heavenly Father, first of all, we give you praise, glory, and honor, and we thank you for being a magnificent God. Uh, you've been so good to us. We can't thank you enough for all that you've done for us. But we've had our ups and we've had our downs, and you've been right there with us through it all. And sometimes when it seemed like we didn't know which way to go, uh, you held us in your hand and you brought us through. And so we thank you for that. In the midst of all the trials and tribulations, the lost loved ones, the sickness, the all the problems and issues of this world, you have been constant. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for never changing, for being true to your words that you always leave us, you'll never leave us, nor forsake us. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I just want to uh, first give a shout-out to Rhonda. Uh, she makes some of the best sweet potato pie. Jesus, if you if you need a sweet if you need a sweet potato pie made, you need to call Lorinda Hanson. Not only can she sing, you're everything to me. She can cook a pie that's really everything to me. Amen. Amen. I just uh, uh, I wanted to uh, publicly thank you all for being so awesome last week to. Uh, uh, Pastor Carr and his wife, uh, they also had a guest, and I called her, and she was absolutely elated uh, by the love and hospitality that you guys showed. Sister Cynthia just loves Kingdom Embassy, along with Phil, and they just appreciated so much how you guys treated them so well. And I just want to say thank you all so very much. It means so much to me when I'm away. And then we have guest speakers, and, and then I always want to know uh, how did you feel uh, when you came to the house? And I always want to hear that word that you felt so warm and so welcome. The people were so caring and loving. And so it made me feel pretty good. So I want to say thank you all to my wonderful, awesome, magnificent family. Amen. Um, this, this Sunday is a very special Sunday. I won't preach about it, but it's a very special Sunday because it is the Sunday uh, that the, uh, Jesus made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, and he came into Jerusalem uh, as a king, uh, but not the king that they were expecting because he was a king who came in on a, on a coat, and he came in um, as a king of peace to really uh, to try to bring peace into the earth, and the people were so excited. Um, they took their garments, and they laid it out, and they took palm branches and laid them down, and they welcomed the king um, into this city, and it was an uproar because everybody didn't know who Jesus was, and they wanted to know what was the commotion all about. Well, the commotion was because a king was coming, and uh, this this king was a magnificent king, and he had been doing wonderful things um, throughout that region, healing people and delivering people and setting people free, and now uh, they was expecting him to really take over the Roman Empire, uh, and he really did in the, in his way, and his way was about really transforming the hearts and minds of men and women uh, all over the world. And because of that entry into Jerusalem, uh, it next week is uh, Easter Sunday is when he uh, died and rose uh, on uh, that wonderful, wonderful day uh, called Resurrection. And the beauty of it is that um, God let us know uh, that he got us. 
and he uh, wanted us to know that he, he, I'm never going to leave you, so I'm going to give you my spirit. And so that entry, it was just, it's just magnificent. So these next two Sundays is powerful. So you don't want to miss the Good Friday service, which is going to be at 6 o'clock p.m. next Friday. I'm expecting a packed house, so everybody here is going to be here. So you're going to clear your schedule. If you work and they call you to work, <laughs> go to work, right? And, uh, but if they don't call you to go to work, make sure you be at the service. It's going to be about an hour and 15 to 20 minutes. It's going to be very, very powerful and impactful. So you want to be there. Amen? So uh, my title, uh, uh, Here Comes the King, is really is about a storm and that we're really in the midst of this storm. And so I'm going to be teaching out of Mark, the fourth chapter. Uh, but I want you to understand, let me set the table for you. Uh, Jesus had been ministering, and he's, and, he's, and he's, I mean, he's preaching his heart out. And he's telling people, man, trying to get them to understand the significance of the kingdom of God. And so he's telling about all these parables about the kingdom of God. And he's trying to get them to understand that the kingdom of God is special. It's something that everybody should treasure. So he would give an example after example after example about the kingdom of God. And then, you know, he, and he's been ministering and he's dead tired, man. He just worked his way into a fatigue, right? So he goes into this boat, and, uh, and in this boat is the story. Now, here's the thing that I want you to understand as we move through this text and understand what's happening. I think Jesus had an ultimate mission, and his mission really was to get to the other side of the lake, right? So Jesus had been ministering. He had been healing people, delivering people, setting them free. And, uh, and so he had an assignment, uh, and that assignment was on the other side of the lake, I want you to understand something. When you're dealing with something in life, remember this here. When you're dealing with a storm, and everybody has storms in your life, uh, remember, man, God never forgets you in the middle of your storm. Right? And sometimes, man, you feel like you're all alone, and you wonder, am I going to make it through this? I want you to know, man, that God never leaves you in the storm. Right. And so uh, we want to talk about that. So when you uh, so when we think about uh, the storm rising and we think about uh, what was going on, uh, I want you to think about this. Here is Jesus over here. He's preaching his heart out and he's preaching, man. He's delivering people, man. And the people are excited. They bring in sick to him and he's healing them. And now he says, listen, I got to go. Now, here's the significance of this. He has to go to the other side. I want you to know this is how important you are. It does not matter what people say about you. You are important to God. Right? Sometimes, man, people make you think that you're not important. Uh, but I want you to know, despite wherever you are in your life, man, God has his eyes on you. All right? That's, that's important. So we need to understand that as we walk through this and we look at how do we deal with life, man, in the middle of a storm. Right. So when we go to Mark, the fourth chapter, uh, this is what is, this is. This is important. The first verse, verse 35 is important. It says, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, right, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Now, remember, Jesus is a Jew. Right. And uh, and Jesus understood the law uh, well than anybody. Right. But it was something about getting to the other side, right? 
And I want you to understand there was something on the other side, and Jesus knew that they was going to get there. He's never, ever going to start something with not intending on finishing it. So he knew, right, about the storm. He know about the storm in your life. Hear me. He knows about the storm in your life. He also knows that there's sometimes some things that are so heavy and so big uh, that you think it's too big for anybody, but nothing's too big for God. Whatever you're dealing with in your life is not too big for God. You got to remember, man, Jesus came to let you know that you were important to God, right? And God got you, right? Now, wherever you are in your spiritual journey, right, uh, today you get to find out where you are and know that you are important to God. So here's what he says, right? As the evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Now, I'm not going to get to the other side because this is chapter 5, but I want you to read chapter 5, right? Because it's important because in chapter 5, there was a man on the other side of the lake that was demon-possessed. And he had so many demons in him, man, it was like a legion. And here's the thing. On the other side, let me get on this side because Nari told me I'd never go to this side, right? And so the... The, the thing about the other side of the lake, Brad, Earl, understand something. On the other side of the lake was heathens. On the other side of the lake was Gentiles. They wasn't the saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, speaking in tongues, dancing. In, they, they, not that group on that side. On the other side were people, man, who really did not worship God like they worship God. Now you say, well, how do you know that? Well, I'm going to tell you in a minute, right? So, uh, but just know that. So there may be some people that's in trouble who may not have a relationship with God, but they are important to God. Right now, so that means you got a job to do. You have a job to minister. You can't take for granted uh, that be just because they don't go to church, they're not important to God. Right? And, and because they don't go, it's important. Listen to me. It's important that you minister to them because God put them in your path and your sphere of influence. Now, they may be alcoholics, they may be drug addicts, they may be junkies, they may be prostitutes, they may be anything, you name it, and they may be that. But remember this, they're God's child. And God says, I'll never leave them nor forsake them, so he saved you to save them. Everybody say, he saved me to save them. All right now, so when we get to the other side, understand something on the other side. The reason why we knew the people on the other side, Lance, were not really saved as we say, because when Jesus was over there and he, uh, he went over there and he had to get over there, uh, Shanique, because he had an assignment that it was a man over there that was demon-possessed that was not saved. Right? He, he didn't have no relationship with God but God said, but he's important to me, right? And the reason why we know that, because the demons says, listen, whatever you do, Jesus, please cast us into the pigs. Now, now that's interesting because you got to understand history. Because Jews wasn't raised in no pigs. They were forbidden animals to the Jews. So you know the people over there were not saved. So the people on the other side of the lake that he was trying to get to did not have a relationship with Jehovah God, right? 
And so they're over there, and they raising the pigs. Now, listen, when you read chapter 5, and Jesus delivers the man, they told Jesus, leave this region. You got to get out of here, man, because you mess with our economics. You mess with our economy, right? And, and so, and when he cast the demon into the pigs, there were about 2,000 of them, and they ran off into the hill, into the water, and drowned, the people was upset. They were upset, first of all, they weren't like the Jews. They weren't happy about it because the, those pigs were their livelihood. But they was not saved. They did not worship the Jehovah God, right? That the children of Israel, now watch, this is important. But they were important to God. And it was, they were so important that God sent Jesus to the other side to go minister to them. And when he got over there, guess what he did? He delivered the man that was demon-possessed. There was a man who had a storm in his life. The storm was so great that nobody can deal with him, but Jesus could calm the storm in his life. How many of us is going through something, man, and we need Jesus to deliver us? We, we got something going on in our life, man, we've been begging God to deliver us from. Right? Uh, but Jesus, I got the answer, but you have to give your life to me. That we can do this thing. Let's work together as a team, right? Now, it's important to understand that. So, so know that when you read chapter 5. I just want to set the table for you. Now, in verse 36, listen what happens. So Jesus said, let's go to the other side. So they get in the boat. When they get in the boat, he says, so they took Jesus in the boat. And they started out leaving the crowd behind, although other boats followed them. Some of you say, you ain't getting away from me, Jesus. How many of you all say, I don't care what they do. I'm staying with the Lord. Right? They said, we don't care. We're going to get in a boat and go right beside you. Right? Now, remember, uh, these people said, I'm not leaving Jesus. Some of us, I don't care what happened in our life. Right? We know that our only lifeline is Jesus. So we don't care what going on, man. We're not leaving Jesus, right? I don't care what the storm looked like. I don't care what the water looked like. I'm going with Jesus, right? Now, now watch what happens in verse 37 because it gets interesting. In verse 37, it says, but soon, everybody says soon. Soon a fierce storm, right, came up, right? Now, I want you to imagine this here. Now, uh, he says, high waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Now, this is important for you guys to understand this, because sometimes a storm will overtake your life. And it seems like you're drowning in this storm, right? When, when, when Jesus is right there telling you, man, trust me in the process. Now, uh, now the storm don't move Jesus. The storm just shake you up. Now, we're going to find out. This, 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 that's why this, this text is so good. The storm don't move Jesus. Now, watch verse 38. Jesus was doing what? In the middle of the storm, Martha. So the, the, the thing that's going on in your life, man, don't move Jesus. The hell that's happening in your life, man, don't impact him. Why? He's Because I can handle that. Right? I, I can deal with that. I, I, if there's nothing that you're going to encounter in your life that I can't handle. But watch this. 
Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat, all right, with his head on a cushion. He's he just living it up. <sighs> Got a snore or two in there, you know, like I didn't say I have. She said, you, you was gone, Arthur. You was gone, Arthur. She hit me. She said, honey, honey, you're, you're snoring, baby. You're snoring. I said, the pillow was soft. Right? Now, this is good. Now, he says, the disciples, now watch this here. They're in the middle of the storm. The disciples woke him up. Now, that's important, Brad, uh, because the storm didn't wake him up. The water was coming in the boat. The winds was blowing. The disciples were experienced fishermen. And they were scared to death because this storm was nothing like, it, it must have been something they had never dealt with before because they got nervous and scared. Normally they can navigate it, but this storm is different. How many times we have a storm in our life, it's that I can handle it, I can't pay the light bill. That's only $55. I can come up with that and save a couple bottles, right? But when they talking about uh, 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 taking my house away, that's too big of a storm. And I, ain't, I don't have a job nowhere. I don't know which way to go. I was talking to a girl on the phone, and she was just all shook up because she's about to lose her house. I said, really? And then I called her back six months later. I said, uh, so uh, do you live with your mama? She said, no, I, live with, uh, I still have my house. I said, oh, they didn't take it? She says, no. I said, won't he do it? <laughs> right? Now, uh, and, and, and we be crying like, no, hi, won't he will? I'm telling you. Now watch this here. So the disciples woke him up shouting. They were scared. Remember, these are the avid fishermen. They were good, right? And they woke him up. Jesus. They were like Brittany. They were a little nervous. Right? They said, Jesus. Right? Now watch this here. Jesus, don't you care that we're going to drown? Now, notice something in that verse, right? The storm didn't move Jesus, but the cries of his children did. Right? So, so, so the storm is raging in your life, but the only thing going to move him is you. It's not the situation. It's not that they took your job away. It's not that they, 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 your kid's in trouble. And, and uh, that don't bother him. What bothers him is when you call out. He said, now my babies are in trouble. He said, now I got to react. Right? Now he tells that situation, listen, let me tell you some situation. Don't mess with mine. It's almost like cursing. Like cursing. Listen, now listen, don't, don't you mess with my daughter, coach. I'm not playing now. Don't, you make her mad, you got to deal with me. Have you ever said, don't you raise your hand. But you know what I'm saying, Right? So said, so you do a lot of stuff, but don't mess with me. Y'all can do a whole lot of stuff. But y'all like the church. Y'all all right. But you mess with me, man, Ardina ain't going to speak to you no more. She don't do well when you mess with me, right? Now, uh, so, so it's important to understand. Jesus told the situation, don't me- now I got to do something. He said, I got to do something now because my children are in trouble. And they call on me. And when you call, he answers. Right? So, so, so he calls him, right? And, and watch this here. Look at the next verse. When Jesus woke up, right? Who woke him up? Not the winds, not the waves, not the cyclone, none of that stuff. All the water coming in the boat, he probably was wet. It didn't bother him 
into the disciples called on the name of Jesus. And when they called on the name of Jesus, he said, oh, it's going to be something up in here now. Right? Then he says, so when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. He said, listen, storm, you got to stop. Listen, he waiting on you to call on him. He waiting on you to trust him. He waiting on you to say, listen, I, I'm, I'm letting it go and put it in God's hand. He's waiting on you to turn it over to him. He's waiting. So, and, and so then he told the winds that, listen, be still. Storm, I said, leave them alone. Now, I, I know you're going through something, and I know you have. How many people know? I want you to raise your hand. I want you to stand up. If you've been through something, and God helped you through it. Just, raise, just stand up. Stand to your feet. Yeah, man, yeah. So, so you, you can sit back down. So now you know he'll do it. And if he did it once, he'll do it again. So he let you know it ain't you, it's me. So when the storm come up in your life, man, you got to trust in Jesus. You got to put your faith in and You can't bank on you. I often, I told you guys a long time, I remember when, when, I, when me and my wife lost our job, we didn't lose our job. They just took part of our money away. They only took Kurt $50,000 in one year. They didn't take that much. They thought they had us. I told her, Dina, don't you stop going, girl, don't you quit praying, keep it, let's keep it a rolling. Right? And watch, and watch them do it. Right? And I said, listen, this ain't nothing. I remember when I was in trouble and he delivered me. I remember when I got in something and when I was younger and I don't know how I was going to get out of it and it was Jesus. Hey, I, you know, he said, oh, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. And he delivered you. You know, you know you've been into something and you're so scared and you said, Lord, please don't uncover me. He said, I got you covered. I got you. Because I know your heart. So when you were in that storm and something's going on in your life, whatever you're going through, the message for you today, turn it over to Jesus and let him work it out. So so he can calm the storm. Remember, he's the spirit that controls it all. He's sovereign. He's sovereign. So everything and everybody belongs to him. So he gets to move the pawns around on the chess table. You, you never in checkmate when you're dealing with Jesus. They may check you. Did he going to tell you that, look, move over here and block them? He said, this one won't get you. And you said, yes, this is just too much for me. You, you don't understand, Pastor. You know, you were saying that last year. And he brought you through. You didn't know how you were going to get through it last year, but you got through it. You were so scared with the pandemic, man, you wouldn't even answer the phone. Let someone open the door. You know, how are we going to get through this? They was dying by the thousands, but it didn't touch you. Some of you all, I remember Lance told me he was so sick, he was crawling. You know, Lance is, Lance is, is the hellion. 
he was tough as they come. They don't come no tougher than Lance Walker. You know, Lance Walker on the grass and he die. So, so he was tough as nail. But that when that COVID hit him, it took him to his knees. I mean, it took him out. He didn't know what was going to happen. But, but Lance just walked in here the day for service. When, listen, when the storm thought they had him, Lance, I, I just doubled down. And he knew it had to be, it was him and God. It's like, it's like Sister, uh, uh, Sister Rainy Smith, uh, uh, when she went to the hospital and she had to have surgery, and the guy said, I got you through this. I'm, I'm going to bring you through this. They, 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 everybody else worried, but I got this. I'm handling this storm. Won't he do it? I'm telling you what he'll do, right? So he tells the song, he tells the, the ways to be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Right there. All of a sudden, right, the storm had to behave. They thought they had you. But God said, behave and stop. I said, leave him alone and leave him alone now. I said, Satan, get your hand. He told Job. He told, listen, when Satan was dealing with Job, he says, only if I allow you to touch him. He, 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 he said, you can't do nothing unless I give you permission. He said, all right, go. He said, no, I said, leave him alone now. Take this from him. Okay, good. I got him. He said, I got you through this whole thing. Now watch. He says, verse 40. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? I want to ask you a question since you gave your life to the Lord. Why are you worried when you seen God deliver you before? When you saw God do what he did before in your life, why are you worried now? When you seen him calm the storm in your life before, why are you worried now? Why are you allowing Satan to grip you with fear now. I didn't give you a spirit of fear. Guys, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. But you don't understand, this is too big. For who? Too big for who? You got to know that you know. And, and I know sometimes, I know you're going through something. And I know you're saying, uh, but you don't understand. He's just up there talking. Listen. Don't take, don't take my word. I want you to go back in your own life. I want you to go back in your life. I want you to go back when you thought it was over. When, when you thought you didn't have enough. Well, when you didn't think you could make it. When you, when you thought it was over, when you was left out there with them children, just you and them babies by yourself, and you didn't know how you were going to make it, uh, but you made it. Now the kids are grown and gone. But you didn't know how you was going to make it, right? When, when, when the company, you went to work, and, and, and the company locked the doors on you there. And they, say, and, and they said, well, I'm sorry. And some of them didn't even say, I was sorry. They just said, you know, do you know in the pandemic, uh, when they was giving you your, the unemployment, and you was getting all that money, you was living live, and they said, shut it down. Right? Now, they shut off the unemployment, and they didn't open your job back up. 
but you're still eating. You still have your home. You still have your car. And you still complain, I don't know what I'm going to do now. God says, listen, man, I already stopped the storm. Didn't I do it before? Do you believe me? Listen to me. When you listen to me, I want you to hear me out. Because when during the pandemic, God clowned. He showed out. He gave people more money than they was making when they was working. Now, you got some people, don't get me wrong, I know you got some people, ah, they shouldn't have did it. They messed up the economy. Say what you want to, but God gave it. Say what you want to. But God blessed over and above and beyond. Now, if you blew the money, he was blessing you. Hear me out. When you was making 200 and he was giving you four, you should have banked the other two because it was coming. You just spent it all. And he said, I know you're ignorant and crazy. I'm going to keep on feeding you because I know you love me. He said, I ain't going to leave you out there. I got you, right? Now, so uh, he said, but listen, why don't you have, why are you scared and you don't have no faith uh, when, when you see me work miracles right in front of your eyes? He says, this is what he says. Uh, why are you afraid? What are you afraid of, people? What? Why, I, I'm not afraid of nothing as long as I got Jesus. As long as I got God on my side, there's nothing too hard for God. He's my way maker. He's, he's my way. When Onigo was saying he, he's worth it, I'm worth it. I'm too important to him. When I gave my life to him, man, that put me on the VIP list. It's almost like uh, when your kid do something crazy and then they finally get it together, Martha. You know, you, you know, your daughter was acting crazy and she finally got it together. You said, now I, mama, help you because I wouldn't help you. You clowning back then. Right? It's like when you, when you finally, when you gave your life to the Lord, God said, now I see, now you're on the VIP list. So now you don't have to worry no more because you gave your life to the Lord. But the devil going to make you think that you're still out there all alone. Ebony, he's going to think you're still out there in the storm all by yourself. He said, no, you're not by yourself. He said, I got you through this. And then he says this, right, in verse 41. The disciples were absolutely terrified. He said, who is this man? We're going to close this thing. Who is this man? Now, this is powerful because they've been watching him work miracles. And listen, then he says, this, who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Listen, he says, even the winds and the waves obey him. Listen, every, I don't care what's going on, everything got to, why, why do they behave? Because he created it. There's not a situation in your life. That's why he said, thinking not strange concerning your fiery trial. He said, I got you through this. Ain't nothing, nothing coming. I've been dealing with this all the time. Before you was conceived in your mother's womb, I was dealing with this. I've been telling Satan he wasn't going to win a long time ago. He just keep playing games, think he's going to get one in on me. But he can't get one in on me. I got you. 
you got to know that you know in the middle of your storm, today is the day when you turn it all over to him. Quit worrying about yesterday. That's why I like that verse in Matthew 63. He says, seek first the kingdom. See, see what he says, he says, make God the priority. If my father is the king, I'd be darned if I can't, I'm going to let you, who's subject to my daddy, scare me. You don't want to scare me and my daddy the king. He the king. All I got to do, man, is call on him. That's what, what happened? Soon as they called on Jesus. Now, now, now I, want you to, uh, now I want you to hear me, hear me well and don't miss this. Right? God loved you. I don't care what nobody else say about you. God love you, right? You got to love him enough to trust him and believe in him. Give your life to him, right? Because he want to use you to be a blessing to others, right? Now, so uh, as we wrap this thing up, and I'm so excited about it, all right? Uh, this is what uh, Jeremiah said. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not even know. If you call on him, if you really call on him, he'll tell you something. You didn't even know I could handle this one. I, I sure didn't, God. I know because you didn't call on me. Everybody else was laughing and I was delivering. God said, I, I, I got you. He said, you just need to call on me. Listen, that's why prayer is so important. That's why the relationship is so important. So when I'm in trouble, I can call on the Lord. I may not be able to call on my friend, right? But if I call on the Lord, he will answer me. He hears the cries of his children. Listen, he ain't wor- the storm is not going to bother him. He's not moved by the storm. He's only moved by your cry. And here's the thing. He hears every one of us. Listen to me. You're sitting there and you're worried. He said, turn it over to the Lord. Trust him and watch he calm the storm. You know, some of you have been through some painful, painful stuff in your life. Raise your hand. Don't tell me what it is. Just raise your hand. You've been through something painful. Now, here's the beauty of it. Uh, uh, this is the beauty of it, Sister Kose. Uh, you went through it. <laughs> the, the key is you went through it. You, 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 went, you went through it, you know. Uh, and, 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 and God brought you through it. You know, he was in the storm, and he just, he calmed the storm, and this is, and here's the key. When you read the fifth chapter, they made it over there. He calmed the storm, and they made it to the destination. God has something for you, and he's not going to let no storm stop your destination. Because what God has for you is for you. He has an assignment for you, and he's not going to let no storm in hell stop you from getting where God needs you to go. So, 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 so you got to know this. 
So you can tell that storm, behave. You better get in order. Don't, don't make me turn God loose on you. So it's best you let me go before he gets a hold to you. We close with this proverb. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will. Everybody says seek his will. In all that you do. And he will show you which path to take. He, he, showed, he said this is the path. He said it's a storm arising over here. I want you to turn to the right. It's almost like I was in Alaska. Me and Arden was in Alaska. And they told a story about these Alaskan dogs. And the dog was so brilliant, Teresa, uh, that the man was trying to tell the dog to go left. And the dog kept pulling right. And he kept trying to tell him to go left. And the dog kept pulling right. And he finally realized that there was a storm over there. <laughs> and if they had went that way, man, in the midst of that storm, it would have killed them all. They wouldn't have never survived. And the dog was put. That's what God do. So sometimes, man, we keep on trying to go this way, and God just keep on pulling us back this way. And we keep on trying to go, and he keep on pulling us. He said, I'm not going to let you sell. Ask me how I know, because you're sitting in here. Some of us kept trying to go this way. He's like, get it back over here. you like, I'm going. He said, get God love you. Don't let anybody tell you anything different. You are important to him. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter where you've been. Listen, don't let nobody talk to you about your lifestyle and all that. You let God deal with that. Right? And you let God deal with that. And, and you just give your, and watch him work. Because some of us, if it wasn't before we were saved, Margaret, before we were saved, he pulled us out of it to get us saved. <laughs> when he pulled us out of it, then we got saved. See what I'm saying? I want you guys to remember that. Don't you forget that when, you, when people are out there and they're not right and you want them to get right. If, listen, some of us was in the club drunk and messed up. Some of us was in somebody else's house. And he saved us. And you said, Lord, if you just let me get out that back door. And when you got out the back door, you got saved. You said, thank you, Jesus. God saved us sometimes out of a mess. And then we accepted Christ into our life because of the mess. That's why we always pray for others. Amen. Amen. Get a lot of hand clap. Amen. Amen. Everybody said, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is great. Amen. Everybody stand to your feet. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when the storm hits your life, you're not going to be able to handle it. Jesus is there to help you in the middle of a storm. Young people, I, I'm so excited to see so many young people in service. Young people. You got to get real with God. The only way you can manage life is you got to have Jesus on your team. People are going to tell you a lot of stuff. I can only tell you from experience. He's helped me out of a lot of situations and a lot of circumstances. 
He give you wisdom beyond your wildest dreams. We need him in our life. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I challenge you to accept him into your heart today. Let him be the Lord of your life. It's simple. All you got to do is tell him. Says, Lord Jesus, I believe with all my heart that you died on the cross for my sin. I believe it so much that I'm willing to make you the Lord of my life. And I want you to help guide me in every step of my life. And I'm giving my life to you. It's, it's, it's just that simple. And, and then we got to start to God give me wisdom in every situation, in every circumstance. Read, young people, read Proverbs chapter 1. And, and, and give me wisdom in every situation. Because Satan is going to try to pull you. But when you got Jesus that's helping guide you, and then you see the storm, and then he got you around the storm, and you said, thank you, Jesus. Some of you young people, man, got a testimony that will blow these old folks away. And say, ooh, thank you, Jesus. My mama didn't know, but you did. And God, you got me out of that one. And I thank you for it. So if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, I want you to come down to the altar today. The altar is open for you. I want you to come. We want to walk you through it. It's so simple. It's not hard. Young people, please don't be afraid. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Today is the day. I call it your birthday. It's the, it starts your life today. Start over. Make, make it. Palm Sunday is your birthday. You always remember your birthday. So this is the day, man, I really gave my life to the Lord, and I decided to walk in a new path. Oh, I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. I want to recommit my life to the Lord, right? So uh, I want to do this. Uh, so thank you guys so much for the way you give. You guys are amazing, uh, amazing the way you bless financially. Some of you guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'd be lying to you if I didn't, right? Some of you guys don't do what you're supposed to do. Uh, and you don't give God what how God has blessed you. So you got to give a portion back to him. Yes, uh, and so you guys don't give him back what he gave you. And he's been good to you. God has been really, really good to you. But you said, but you don't give him back. You need to make sure you start giving to God. Now, I, I'm not gonna tell you what to give. I don't check the offering. I don't care. But it's between you and God. Amen. Lord, as we leave this place, never your presence. We ask you to be with us as we leave this place. Put your arms of protection around every single individual. For those who do not know you as their Lord and Savior, Lord, let them be bold enough to come down here today and accept you into their life. Lord, we're not going to make them spit and do cartwheels and turn. We're just going to ask them to accept you into their life. And Lord, so don't let them be afraid. Give them the courage and the boldness to come. Those who are leaving, we ask you, Lord, to be with them, guide their hearts, guide their minds. Bless those who have given, those who have been blessing us financially. We ask you, Lord, thank you so much for them. And we ask for those who know they have not been doing what they should be doing. Lord, touch their heart so they can be a bigger blessing to the ministry because we're only doing work for you. We're not trying to do anything other than be a blessing to the community. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Consider yourself dismissed. The altar is open for those who want to accept Jesus Christ in your life or you want prayer. Amen. Ken, did you bring my, my, my anybody got my, my, my mask? Your mask is still up there.